we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for January 15th, 2017. And um, today, just to start us off with uh, some, some Bible verses to kind of well, set the tone and, and typically what we're dealing with on a study-by-study basis is... Uh, Oh, typically some negative information. It's just the nature of of current events, and um, but you got to cover them. You know, it's what watchmen are, are called to do. But I like to set the tone a lot of times with some Bible verses, and uh, to kind of I don't know, so that we're focusing in on the right things, so so that we're not getting our our eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ and off His Word, and to set the tone. Just some Bible verses starting at Psalm 1825. I was just reading this this morning, and this is why I kind of I put it in. I, I got convicted once I read this, because this uh, these verses will answer some questions about wicked people. About people that hate God. It's right here in, in the Bible, and I've read it before. But it's one of those things where when you when you see this, it's like, oh, I kind of understand now why maybe this person or this person in your frame of reference has such a hatred of God. The Bible says in Psalm 18, 25, with the merciful, thou will show thyself merciful. Now they're talking about, he's talking about God, the psalmist. With an upright man, thou will show thyself upright. To an upright man, that's how God will present himself. It's how, how he will be identified. With the merciful, he will show thyself merciful. Okay. With the pure, thou will show thyself pure. And with the froward, thou will show thyself froward. Now that word, if we just go into Strong's, uh, the, the root of it, the, the, the meaning of it, means distorted, twisted, crooked, perverse or perverted kind of a combination thereof okay so a lot of times that you see somebody and you know they have this just inherent hatred of god you know you can't even bring anything about god up my dad honestly was like that for years and my, my whole life up until the very very end before I was able to leave him to the Lord. I mean, that was how it kind of was, you know? And God had to literally strip my dad of everything, really over a 10-year period, to bring him to the point where I would believe where he would be humbled enough to actually get saved. A lot of times, it, you're not going to get saved in pride. There's no way. You cannot get saved if, if you're thinking if you're operated in pride you can't do it pride blinds you to your own sin it blinded lucifer it was the first sin of the bible essentially it's when lucifer fell and then became satan it's because of his beauty and because of his merchandise the bible says i believe in ezekiel that he was lifted up meaning lucifer he was lifted up I mean, he was he was lifted up in pride then he said i will ascend to the sides of the north i will be like the most high he was gonna like usurp try to Take over the throne of God. He was so delusional and so out of his mind that he literally thought he was going to go in. And <laughs> I mean, that is some insane stuff to think that. 
You've really got, but that's what happens when you operate in pride. It blinds you. It's really the most dangerous sin in the Bible. And um, once pride comes in, a lot of other things will come in. And froward, I think, is a good term for that. Distorted, twisted, crooked, perverse, perverted. And it just darkens your mind toward God. And, and to somebody that is like that, they are going to look at God like that. In other words, to the froward, thou will show thyself froward. So to a, to a froward person, to a distorted, twisted, crooked, perverse, perverted person, a lot of times that's how they're in their own minds because, because they are distorted, twisted, crooked, perverse, perverse. That's how they want to put God in that type of box where they hate him. The Bible says the wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. Now, it doesn't mean that, that somebody can't get saved. I'm not saying that. But this is just something I think that's good to, uh, good to have in our minds about certain people that you may think, well, I, man, I can't understand why him or her or whatever they... Well, that's how they view God. With the froward that will show thyself froward. I've known a lot of people like this. I mean, I just so identify with this verse because throughout my life, I've just known a ton of people like this and they will not, it's like you can't reach them. The only way my dad was reached is over a 10-year period of having him stripped of everything, including his multi-million dollar business and court things and losing his house and having a massive heart attack literally the last day and, and finding out that exact week that he was going to have um, his house foreclosed upon and they were going to have to get out after 20 plus years there. Everything that he had worked for was gone monetarily. His heart gave out. And that was the ultimate thing. You get your life taken away. That's the most humbling experience. That's like, okay, where the rubber really meets the road. And even up until the end, he didn't think nothing. He thought he was going to get back on his feet. I can remember talking with him right before he died because he was. they were in the process of moving into another, like it was a rental, which for him would have been a gigantic step down. I mean, they lived in this, oh, my dad just kept adding on and adding on this house I mean, over a 20-year period. They put hundreds of thousands of dollars into this thing. Huge pool, just I don't know how many rooms. He had a media room that was like, at one time, one of 10 in the world. I mean, it was, it was a party house. I mean, it was a party house. That was, it was the ultimate, you know, for that neighborhood, it was the ultimate party house. I know I had a lot of parties growing up, and they, let, they would let me have the house on weekends, on, on like a Friday night or a Saturday for my friends. And they would leave. They were just, you know, somebody was, oh, you got the coolest parents on the planet. And that was how I was perceived in high school a lot of times. But uh, it wasn't a good influence on me. And, you know, looking back, it wasn't a good thing. Um, but that's, 
that was kind of how I grew up. And all of that was taken away over a 10-year period. And then ultimately, the last day having his life taken. So that was what it took, you know, to humble him so he'd, he'd finally get saved. Um, but I remember my dad had a tremendous hatred toward God. You couldn't bring the subject up. He would get, you had anybody come to the front door. I don't care if it was Jehovah Witness, if it was a Christian, if it was a Mormon. I saw him, I cannot tell you how many times. And it didn't matter if they came up with families. Like a lot of times the, uh, I don't know if it's the Mormon, no, not the Mormons, but the Jehovah Witnesses would come up with whole families, like little kids and stuff with them. And my dad would cuss them out and chase them off the property. And even back then I was like, oh my word, I just want to like crawl under a rock. I was so embarrassed, you know? I mean, I was like, man, was that really necessary, Dad? Really? Every time he'd do it, he would get violent. My dad was an extremely violent person. It, let me tell you, he had a side of him that <laughs> I saw him get in, I don't know how many fistfights growing up, and I'm talking like in traffic where he gets out of the car and either, the, most of the time, no people would not fight him when they saw him. He had devils in him that were, I mean, very, very powerful from a violent standpoint. As far as I know, he never lost a fight in his whole life. He told me growing up that if he didn't get in at least one fist fight a week, it was a bad week for him. I mean, some of the story, and the thing is, is I had a lot of his friends collaborate. And he didn't go around bragging. This wasn't like, he wasn't really that kind of guy. I, I, I'm serious. I believe the... He was legendary from that standpoint of the area of Ohio that he was from. Could have played Division I uh, college football. Uh, was so nasty on the field that literally the year he graduated, they had a double or triple turnout for the football team because the, the high school uh, boys were so afraid to get on the team because of him. He probably could have played pro ball. But he got into trouble, obviously, like that. And um, he never pursued it. He never pursued it. He, he did some time in local jails. and He about killed a guy one time. Um, it's, a, it's a wonder he didn't kill and get in jail forever. You know. But my dad was an extremely violent dude. I mean, I did not backtalk him, backsass him, or anything growing up. And I still, you know, got, um, well, I know what it's like to get beat. Put it that way. I know what it's like to almost die in um, beatings. He liked to smother me. That was one of his, and he, he'd do it to about where you're going to die. You knew it, too. I've told those stories before. I'm not feeling sorry for myself here. I'm just saying, this is the kind of guy I was. But it, it, with a guy like that, then he got rich. And that only fed the pride. So I prayed for a lot of years. I said, God, whatever it takes, no matter what it takes, I pray to God, both my parents get saved. If you got to take everything from them in order for that to happen, then so be it. Better that happen than they burn in hell. That's what he had to do with both of them. Both of them. 
within a year period, my mom was gone after that. If you want to know more about it, just go up to contendingfortruth.com and key in passing, and you'll see my dad's recent passing and um, my mom's recent passing. I give you the whole story there. It was a lot more fresh in my mind, obviously, at the time, too. That was back in 2010, my mom passed away, which is the year we moved up here to North Carolina, and in 2009, my dad did. So, but hey, that's what it took. That's what it took for them to get saved, so praise God. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm, I, you know, it had to happen. It was God's will. So, a anyway, I wasn't even planning on talking about that. It just kind of, you know, happened. Um, and then it goes on to say in, in, in um, Psalm 68, verse 1, it says, Let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. Let also that hate him flee before him. So we talk about that. The enemies of God, hating God, literally hating. I mean, you think people that aren't Satanists and pagans and occultists and, and, and uh, you know, <laughs> you look at Black Lives Matter and just the wicked, they're going to have an inherent hatred for God. And this is why they hate us so much, Christians. Because we, re we are emissaries of God on, on planet Earth, you know. And they inherently know that. The demons and devils that possess these people know that. The demons and devils, when you walk up to a person, you ever go into a place and it's like you have just all these people giving you nasty looks for no reason whatsoever? Well, it's the demons and devils in those people that are seeing you as a child of God. I think that's why it is. Sometimes maybe they have their third eye open. Maybe they're high enough in the occult and they can actually see that you're a Christian. Because I know that from what I've read from occult literature, they can see that. They, I've heard it said, and I can't verify it because I'm not, I don't have never had my third eye open. Um, <laughs> thank God. That's a, that's a very occultic thing. That's, it's, if you have your third eye open, you're typically at a higher level in witchcraft. But they say that a Christian, when they will see them, they will have a flame above their head. And a, a Christian that's really, let's say, no pun intended, on fire for God, will have a large flame over their head. And maybe a Christian that's maybe not as on fire will have a small flame. And I've heard it said that a cultist will upon seeing somebody like that if they've got a large flame they will literally try to avoid them and they will go to the other side of the street if if a christian like that's coming toward them they will cross the street and try to get away from them whereas i don't think they would do that with somebody with a small now granted i can't but i have heard that said the the witches and the warlocks and the pagans that have that that ability and let's say they're into astral projecting and maybe remote viewing and that kind of garbage and have had their third eye opened, you know, they know from a spiritual standpoint, they, they, they have a, a literal um, knowledge of kind of what's going on. Doesn't mean they're not deceived. Uh, anyway, Second Chronicles 19.2, the, the second part of the verse, Shouldest thou help the ungodly? And love them that hate the Lord. Therefore is wrath upon thee from before the Lord. So 
In other words, you don't want to help the ungodly in their ungodliness. It's one thing, though, to also we are supposed to bless, you know, um, those that persecute you and despitefully use you in, in these types of things. In other words, the, the whole Bible verse is about turning the other cheek. I also don't think, though, that means that, okay, you let them come into your house and, and, and kill your wife and your sons and daughters and rape and pillage. And I think then it's a whole different deal. That's We're commanded to protect the innocent and protect those that cannot protect themselves. And you know, So you have to have biblical balance when looking at these verses. And I've got whole teachings we've done on um, biblical resistance to tyranny. Just key in resistance, you'll probably find them. Self-defense, that type of thing. This is talking about helping the ungodly in their ungodliness. You don't want to... That's why I'm very leery about giving money to, like, panhandlers and stuff like that. Because so much of the time they're going to go take and buy some meth. Or heroin. Or it's going to go toward that. What I will do is I will give them blankets if they need it. I'll carry blankets with me. I go up to, like, Hess and they've got, like, three blankets for whatever... And then I'll make little care packages and I'll have a track in there and maybe a dollar or two, not, nothing, a lot of money, maybe a dollar or two. And um, stuff like that. Have extra food, give that to them. And I think that God, God can guide you in, in that regard too on who you give to and who you don't. It goes on to say, and love them that hate the Lord. Therefore is wrath upon thee from before the Lord. So again, if you were enabling somebody in their ungodliness, okay, then you are probably going to incur God's wrath upon you, is what they're saying here. So you got to be careful about that, because you could have, you could bring a curse on yourself by helping the ungodly in their ungodliness. I have seen it in spades. Um, in my life, help the help a ungodly person. And and there's one person in particular I'm thinking about. I'm not going to say anything more about it, but I uh, help this uh, lady. And every time, even though I had no ulterior motive or agenda or whatever, every time I tried to help her, it was like I just brought a curse on myself. Every time. In fact, more than one person. Why? Because I was bringing the wrath of God upon my... God might have trying... In other words, I'm getting in God's way. This person is under... Let's say he or she's under God's chastisement. <clears throat> or maybe they're just a totally wicked person and God doesn't want you to help them in their wickedness. You help them, I am telling you, it's like literally you're taking the curse on their life and putting it on you. I'm not saying that curse has to last forever, but for a time. Until you finally get the picture that you're not supposed to help them. Because God is one, re one way or another. He's either dealing with them, you know, chast chastising them. The Bible says, whom the Lord loveth, he also chastised. And if you be without chastisement, then you're bastards meaning an illegitimate son or daughter. I think we've all been under God's chastisement before. Let's say we were under God's chastisement because we were doing something we shouldn't have been doing. 
and somebody came, let's say another Christian, and maybe from a nice standpoint and maybe even unknowingly helped us, but that helping us was getting in God's way. That helping us was kind of taking God's, it was making it harder for God to chastise us. Well, then God is going to start dealing with the person that's helping, especially if they're another Christian. That's what I've noticed. I'm just saying from a personal observation standpoint, that's, that's what I have noticed in my life, and I've seen it reproduced over and over again, uh, particularly if I try to help the wrong people. So, I don't even know why I'm saying this today. I really wasn't planning on getting into it, but it may be for some people out there that are wondering, well, why is my life so messed up? I've tried to do the right thing. I've tried to, yeah, but what you don't want to do is get in God's way or enable the wicked. Don't, even if you're, you have the most purest intentions on the planet, let's say even giving them a place to stay or whatever, it may not be God's will that you help this person for one reason or another. Because God's either trying to chastise them or they're just wicked. And God doesn't want you helping them. You are going to incur God's wrath on you. It says it right here. Shouldst thou help the ungodly and love them that hate the Lord. Therefore, because you've done this, I, I put in the because you've done this, is wrath upon thee from before the Lord. It may just be as simple as cutting that person off. Letting God deal with them and praying for them. Turning them over to God. Hey, what about 1 Corinthians chapter 5? You ever hear that preached on? Turn such an one over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the soul may be saved in the day of the Lord? No, I never heard that. Well, just read it. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 5. It's never, ever preached on. I mean... I've never heard it preached on the churches. I'm not saying none of my listeners have ever, but I'm saying in, in modern day churches, I've, I haven't heard it preached on. It's talking about the people, a person in the church that I believe had taken his father's wife, I believe it was his stepmom, is his wife? Oh, really? Oh, man, that's just... Really? Yeah. Turn such an one over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the soul may be saved. Why? Because God's going to let it happen. He's going to let Satan destroy them. Why? So ultimately their soul would be saved. Kind of what happened with my dad and my mom. Except they weren't Christians. Up until the very, 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 very end. <laughs> That's what it takes for a lot of people. It's the only way they're going to get saved. So God takes their life away. I'm just telling you. They're not going to get saved and live for God. They're going to get saved by the skin of their teeth. In the most brutal fashion imaginable. Because that's what it took. The skin of their teeth is actually a biblical term. It comes from the Bible. The King James. I don't know about the other versions. Um, so anyway. Amos 5.15 Hate the evil and love the good. 
and establish judgment in the gate. The gate in biblical times is like where a lot of matters were judged. What God wants is righteous judgment in a land. We don't have righteous judgment in this in America or, or pretty much elsewhere, anywhere elsewhere either. The judges are corrupted. Black-robed devils so much of the time. So much of the time, high-level Freemasons and just corrupt. I saw that unbelievably with my parents' court case over 10 years. Well, these judges were literally flown in and paid off to rule against my parents. Well, when you're going against fifth richest family in Minnesota and they're probably part of the Illuminati and they're high-level occultists and they got 50 attorneys, they can afford to do that. And there's nothing they won't stoop to. You got enough money, you can get her done. That's what I learned. And the thing is, is even though I prayed about it, it wasn't God's will to take that away and for them to get their company back because it had to be taken from them in order for them to be saved and to be humbled. Well, don't you, re don't you resent that your inheritance was... Well, that's what it took. I asked God. I asked God for that. If, they, if God has to take everything from them in order for... Then so be it. So God answered me. And I, how, what am I going to do? Complain about it? No, praise the Lord. The money is absolutely irrelevant in relation to their souls being saved. Totally. Praise God. Praise God. It didn't get a dime. If it was if that was the, the one of the prices that had to be paid. No problemo. So hate the evil and love the good. Psalm ninety seven ten. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the soul of his saints, he delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. So these are good verses to commit to memory. He preserveth the souls of the saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him, God, and delivereth them. Proverbs 8.13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Now, that's not the only thing the fear of the Lord is. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, understanding, knowledge, the fear of the Lord is a lot of, there's a lot of attributes to it. It's one of the most important things. The fear of the Lord is what will, the converse of fear of the Lord is humility. The fear of the Lord produces humility. And in order to really be in any kind of position where you can please God, you have to be humble before him. You cannot go to God in pride and arrogancy and expect to have anything but anger and displeasure from God. You cannot approach him in a spirit of pride. One of the only times God ever says that he was pleased with anybody, and I'm not saying he's never ever pleased with humans, but one of the only times the Bible ever states it is, is when Solomon, and this is before Solomon got corrupted, that he went before God, and, and instead of asking for riches and for... Um, you know, a big mighty kingdom and all the goodies, he asked, you know, give me wisdom to rule over this people, for I am as but a little child. I know not whether to go in or go out. Well, then God gave him not only more wisdom than anybody that had ever walked the earth up until that point, um, 
But he also gave him the richest kingdom, I believe, probably ever in the history of man. I don't think that'll ever be duplicated. I mean, they, the Bible gives references to that silver was not counted for, like, anything during the peak of Solomon's reign. Like, silver was just like, whatever, not a big deal. That was how rich Solomon was. We're talking off the scale. But he didn't ask for that. And that pleased God that he asked in that. Well, what, what, when you say, I know not whether to come in, I, I don't know not whether to come in or go out apart from thee. I am as but a little child. Solomon, the king, said that to God, that pleased God. Why? Because he couldn't have humbled himself much more further. You think about it. That's how I try to go to God. I mean, I, don't, I, I know I probably don't do it enough, but I, I do try to go to God like that. Like, I am like a little child before you, Lord. I am nothing apart from you. I, I can't do anything apart from you other than mess up. I, I can't. All I'm going to do is just totally mess everything up apart from you. And not only that, apart from you, I'm not here. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm dead. There's no breath in my lungs. There's no life in my body apart from God. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And all they that dwell the world and all they that dwell therein. That's why I, I, I'll pray that over the land. Especially I see these chemtrails and stuff up in the sky. and I see all the wickedness encroaching. The earth is the Lord's. It's not Satan's. Yeah, he may be the prince of this world for a time. Where's he going to end up eventually? The lake of fire? Well, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. God owns it all. He even owns the wicked. Satan doesn't. So I like to remind the forces of evil who actually owns everything. <laughs> you know? They need to be reminded of that. Claim that over the land. We're going on our camping trip soon. Up in Virginia. Me and a few listeners. Oh, we're going to have fun. I believe this is the year that we really start to see pure evil manifest and it already is in certain locales pure evil is literally starting to manifest in the land believe it i believe because of in this particular area of virginia a lot of freemasonic influence obelisks everywhere this is the area where you know a lot of the people went missing regarding the children went missing for pizzagate tons of i mean i can't even tell you how many bigfoot sightings werewolves you name it i'm telling you i'm telling you i really think this is the year i've been waiting for this for so long i can't wait oh i don't think anything gets me more fired up than that but see it's not about me it's about what's god gonna do that's what i'm really excited to see I'm really, really so fired up, so excited to see what God is going to do. 
I could get it on film. Oh, man. You know how many people could get saved from something like that? I'm one of the few to talk about it, and I know a lot of people make fun of me about this stuff. A lot of other preachers in particular. I've heard. Okay, we'll see. Were the Nephilim real in Noah's day? Would they laugh at them when they were 20-foot giants walking around? Oh, I don't believe it. They're just not even there. I, I see them right in. Okay, right. The Bible says there were giants in the earth in those days. The Nephilim, the fallen ones. The men of old, the men of renown. And Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. I believe all this cryptozoological sightings and things of this nature, it's just Satan's kingdom getting ready to engage. engage. Who are they going to engage? They're going to engage Christians. All of the programming that's been done about the alien agenda and all the horror shows that, that, that are out there and all the billions of dollars Hollywood has spent to condition us that we have no defense against these things and that they're going to overtake us and they're going to annihilate us and that we're, we have no hope against them. You know, all that's been done for a reason. I guess most preachers think there's no end game to any of that. Nothing's going to come of it at all and just going to go our merry way. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> Psalm eighteen twenty nine. For by thee I have run through a troop, and by my God have I leaped over a wall. It's in battle, in reference to battle. Now, the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. And that we're to take up the full armor of God every day. And these types of things. So this is a spiritual battle. Like I go out when I go up to Virginia, I'm not taking, I'm not taking like a 50 cal or anything like that. I, uh, uh. That's not where my that's not where my hope is. If I'm putting my trust in that, I really believe I say to God, okay, I don't want your protection. I got it covered. Now, could God still protect me? Yes, but I'm not showing that him that I have faith. That he can protect me. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. No, I'm waiting to see what God's going to do. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I just had these, another witch coven, you know, not too long ago. Black-eyed beans contacting me by email, saying, you're dead, we're coming for you, it's over, bye, we'll visit you. Okay, really? Well, um, where were you? Had had another witch during that time contact me about the last time it happened, basically said she was right there when they were just say there were some witches trying to ask for project to kill me that was their specific mission she was with them and she saw what happened to them and it wasn't pretty i wasn't even aware of it Year, that was year that was three or four years ago probably 
I wasn't even aware of it. I can't say a whole lot more than that because she she emailed me and asked me to not reveal anything because she's she's been in she came out of the that movement when she saw that she started listening to my teachings and but she still fears for her life so i can't say a whole lot more i wish i could tell the whole story on that one that was one of the coolest emails i've ever gotten not because well i can't say a whole lot more about it but um it just does a whole lot to increase your faith when you go through this kind of stuff. Uh, and above all, taking up the shield of faith, wherewith you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. The bigger your shield is, the more darts you're quenching. The, the, more, the higher level of protection that you're under from God. Everybody, and if, and if you don't have the faith, God, the Bible says to ask for it. Ask for more faith. The Bible says that God has appointed a measure of faith to every man and woman, obviously. So we've all been apportioned a, a given measure of faith, but if you need to have more faith, then ask for more of it. I don't think that's a wicked thing to ask for. It's, it's a good thing. So going further, Psalm 18, the, uh, 32 says... It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my my way perfect. So you got to go under the strength of God, not under your own strength. And before you do this, if you're going to go and engage, period, I would advise you, you fast at least a day. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. <clears throat> and more if you're convicted. I will be fasting before I go. Um, but you don't fast during it okay that's not when you fast it, there's even a biblical example of that when i think saul had took his troops into battle and they hadn't eaten and they, they got like they did not do well you know you fast before in other words you fast before the battle and then obviously um not and i don't mean like okay I'm going to go to the battle tomorrow, you're fasting the day before. And then you're weak because you fasted the day before. I would I would give it a couple days to like, you know, get some food back in your body and stuff like that. That's that's You do what God tells you to do, but I'm just saying that there's biblical precedent of not fasting during the battle. Uh, Psalm 18.33, He maketh my feet like hind's feet, like a the hind feet of a of a fleet-footed animal. Think about that. Like a deer or something like that. And setteth me upon high, my high places. He teacheth my hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. Now, I'd be tough to break a bow of steel. Like a bow and arrow is what is in reference here. I even looked that connotation up. And, you know, most of the time bows and arrows are made of wood. Well, now they've got compound bows that are made of probably all kind of fiberglass resins and stuff like that. I don't really know a lot about them. But um, you break a bow of steel in your arms, you're, you're <laughs> that's, that's pretty much you're only going to probably do that through God, you know. But God is the one that teaches us to war. And I'm talking about warring spiritually. I'm not talking about going there and, you know, 
with like 50 cals, 50 caliber guns and stuff like that and blowing away. Um, I just really think we're moving into a time and place where we're going to see wickedness manifesting in a more overt manner that a lot of the things that have been in the shadows are going to be coming out very soon. They said they, I mean, I've seen account after account where occultists and pagans and things of this nature that are, quote, in the know said these things are going to be. And I believe the alien agenda is integrally tied in with all of this. There has to be some end game with all of it. There has to be. I've done, I don't know how many studies now where we went in depth into that and proven that there is some kind of wicked. It's, and it probably is going to be the backbone of the deception that's mentioned in, um, and just to give you the exact verse in place, um, and this is, the, I think this is really going to begin in earnest once that, the Bible says that wicked, capital W, the Antichrist is revealed, but the Bible says they're going to be falling away of the church in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, and then that wicked will be revealed. The falling away is from the word apostasy or apostia, the falling away of the church, which we're seeing now. All you got to do is look around the church. I mean, if the church was really doing its job, I wouldn't have to be doing what I'm doing. I would be unnecessary. I'm not saying watchmen wouldn't be, but there would be watchmen everywhere. There'd be watchmen on, there'd be 40 watchmen per town in the churches because that would be part of their job, the, the pastors, to warn the flock. I mean, that's what a shepherd is supposed to do is warn the flock if he sees the wolves coming. So honestly, my job would be eliminated if they were doing their jobs even halfway decently, you know? To a certain extent, I, I, I think, you know, I'd be a little obsolete, which would be fine with me. God would have me do something else. But um, then it goes on to say, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 11, And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they might all be damned to have believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So this is, I really do believe this is the strong delusion the, the backbone of the coming strong delusion that this whole alien agenda thing is going to play some large part in that uh, they're going to have their own gospel that's been integrally relayed they already do the abductees you know the 2-3% to of the population has been abducted which translates into the millions and millions are they all crazy they've all said that when spirituality is talked about they're all presented this false type gospel where basically you know we were your creators and jesus is really one of us and he was just one of the lesser ascended masters and he didn't really get crucified and you know i mean just all of these wicked variants of perversions of the god that's what they're fed that's what the abductees are fed i'm going to be talking a lot about this in the Lord willing, an upcoming teaching, I'm going to be, another one I'm doing on the alien agenda. I've learned a lot more about it. I'm listening to this, this book series online where this guy interviews, I mean, he has for decades interviewed these abductees. For decades. And they're all saying the same. I learned some stuff in this I've never known about. How unbelievably prevalent. How these things are integrated already into our society. What do you mean they're integrated? The byproduct 
of the alien abduction breeding program. What do you do? You think that has no end game? These women turn up pregnant after they get abducted, and then they're reabducted after three to five months, and then the baby's gone. Where'd that baby go? Went into their breeding program. What were they doing in Noah's day? Oh, they were defiling the sons of God, saw the daughters of men that they were fair. They took them wives, all they chose. And what did the wives do? They bore them these Nephilim, these abominations. What was the point of all that? Well, blotting out the seed line of mankind so that Jesus Christ could never come as was basically predicted in the Bible, even in the Old Testament. You can even go all the way back to Genesis like 3. Where, where God gives sentence to the serpent and to, and to Eve. God will basically, God's going to, the seed of man is going to bruise Satan's head, but that seed that was predicted was Jesus Christ. If God wiped out humanity, or I'm sorry, if Satan wiped out humanity because he defiled it, that verse never gets fulfilled. And then all the other verses about the Bible about the birth of Jesus and all of the prophecies he fulfilled to the letter, which were fulfilled, that never happens. He's just up to his same old tricks. Jesus Christ said he was going to do it, as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the day. So we should be expecting this. We should be expecting some type of Nephilim-type breeding program that's going on this time, not out in the open, but behind the scenes. And these things are already being re they're being and then are reintegrating into our society and you can't even tell that they're not human they're called hubrids i believe it's like a quarter cast alien meaning it's like a quarter of a and they're reintegrated into society and it's common knowledge for these abductee victims that this is and they're basically told okay you you help them reintegrate into society and there's this big structure in place where this is going on and then i see i have all my listeners tell me it's so weird yeah this guy the other day said this to me and then his, his eyes went from pupils to slits right in front of me different unrelated listeners telling me this stuff huh like the serpent yeah the seed of the serpent yeah, I, I want. I, uh, how could they be human if their eyes are going from pupils to slits? Huh, I wonder if that's like establishing some type of satanic Nephilim-like beachhead in society, so that when whatever goes down goes down, they'll already be here. They're already they'll already be integrated into our society. It's like a fifth column Trojan horse that's already here. They're already we know of the fifth columns that are already here. The Muslims that are ready to go green and ready to kill us. We know about the foreign troops from the Ukraine and, and, and Russia, particularly in China, that we've talked about week after week. That's another fifth column. The, another fifth column is the illegal aliens that, are, that have been pouring in over the border, including the Muslims. And a lot of those, then you have the really, really high-level Mexican gangs and drug cartels that are coming here. And the ones that think, you know, we have no right to the land. Enemies from within is what I'm talking about here. Black Lives Matter. Race war. The LGBT. That's another fifth column that hate Christians. I'm talking about fifth column entities, whether they're human or whether they're not human, that are already here. And I'm I know I'm talking about America, but this is already going on in Europe. 
to ultimately take over. What is the ultimate goal of Satan and his minions? World domination, the new world order. And he's, he's not going to just use one group. It's an amalgamation of all of these different wicked groups that are already pre-positioned here in a fifth column Trojan horse-like movement. They're already here, embedded into America, into Europe in particular. That's where they're focusing in on, the New World Order. And to breed, and for some reason they really have a fixation with the white people, to breed the white race out of existence. And I, oh, now you're getting all racist. I'm just telling you what they're doing. I'm telling you what the Muslims say that they're doing and are going to do. It's a huge agenda of Hollywood. Just one of their agendas, but it's one of them. So many, I mean... We have the chemtrail program. They're, they're spraying us like cockroaches every day. Poisons. Is there any level they won't stoop to? And yet humanity does very little to go against it. But there is awakening that's happening, and it's really making the New World Order nervous, evidently. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, because this is the last week before the inauguration. And, um... I'm, I, I mean, I didn't mean to talk this much, I'm sorry, but... Um, I, I kind of led up to this point. It kind of is a good segue into what we're looking at here. Okay, so without further ado, I'm going to try to get this interview in. And um, it's one of the newest ones with, um, his name's Paul Preston. I, I've played him before uh, with Dave Hodges, and it's entitled The Red Dawn Has Started. All the stuff that I just said, this is... This could literally be the linchpin for a lot of the other stuff I've already went over today to actually start happening. There's a there's divisions that are being formed now within Americans in particular, and I do believe with Europeans as well, where it's more of a delineation between good and evil, and and. I think this could be a big linchpin, particularly with the inauguration. Now, it may not happen. We, we may go have it all smooth, and maybe their plans will be thwarted, and I pray to God that's the case. But I'm telling you, what they would like to do is to start a civil war at bare minimum from basically this point forward to the inauguration to the whole Trump presidency. And again, I'm not saying that because I think Trump's whatever. He may get in there and turn out to be a devil, I don't know. He may, and again, he may already be a big devil. I don't know. But I'm telling you, a lot of the people he's already nominated to various cabinet posts are going to really, really, really rock the apple cart. We're going to be just touching on that today a little bit. A lot of stuff that he says he's going to do, if he does it, is going to be very, very much going against what the New World Order wants to do. They want to enslave us. They want to, I mean, there's so many agendas that he's saying he's going to undo. And if he does that, that is, you know, that's a huge problem for Satan. As far as I can see, at least. So let's go ahead and play this interview. Hi, everybody. This is Dave Hodges. 
We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And this is an emergency broadcast of the Common Sense Show. This is breaking information as we are getting it. Uh, I have covered some of these things in the past, but not to the depth and detail. We have talked about the fact that in CalExit, some of the more extremist radicals associated with Governor Brown and the CalExit movement have been... Now that's where California is trying to exit the union of the, Uni of the 50 states, of the United States. They're trying to exit it. It's wicked. It's beyond evil. The stuff going on in California is so wicked and evil. I, I mean, my head just spins when I see what is going on there. And so... That's what he's in reference to. And planning to assassinate white people in public gatherings and so forth. But this event, these threats have taken a whole new turn and they're dwarfing the original threats that we originally had broadcasted. On the line with me, I have Paul Preston from Agenda 21 Radio who has some breaking inside information. Paul, thanks for coming on the show and tell us what's going on. Well, thank you, Dave, for having me on, and it's, of course, a very uh, important message that we need to get across the American people, because we are trying to save lives at this point, because um, the information that we've been getting, and we've been, you know, doing a lot of research on this, I mean, we've been spending a lot of days and hours, it seems like, uh, interviewing a lot of people uh, north of the border, south of the border, and even in other, other countries, but it looks like that, uh, that, from what we are hearing today, that we're hearing that Wednesday, uh, the the 18th is going to be a big day in terms of protests that you're going to start to see. They're going to start to spill across the border. Uh, you saw, it got a little taste of this uh, two days ago, which was very minimally covered. Okay, now just for a frame of reference, I'm recording this on the 15th, which is a Sunday. Wednesday's the 18th. I'll, I'll, I don't know if I'm going to get the study up tonight, but at bare minimum on the 16th, I'll have it up. So this is only two to three days away, depending on when you actually hear this is what we're in reference to here. And th this is kind of red alert type of information, especially if you live in the areas that they're in reference to. So uh, so especially if you live in like, um, let's say any of the border states in California and this type of thing, if you really want to pay attention to this or maybe notify people if you have relatives in those states of what may be going down. So they have a heads up at bare minimum. In the media, it never got to the national media from what I understand. The uh, gasoline protests, those were just basically, uh, I think, uh, a test run to see how people would react. But there's going to be more of those uh, protests. There, a couple of things are happening. One, that the peso is falling like a rock right now. And that's going to have a negative impact upon the economy of Mexico. And a lot of people are going to go without food. And as a result, um, we are predicting uh, similar situations that we saw down in San Ysidro two days ago in which there were gas, so-called, quote, gasoline riots. Um, okay, now, that could all be by design. Look, think about it. Okay, Mexico is like, <laughs> I'm not saying all of it, but a lot of it's like a third world, not a good place. I mean, the murder rate is through the roof. The Santa Muerte death cult is one of the main things that is worshipped there, not only by the masses, but also by the drug dealers that... I mean, it, it is, I, I've reported on this over and over, uh, about the wickedness and all the witchcraft and all of the murder and all the stuff that's going on down there. Now, you start to drop the peso like a rock, and then you cut off their gas, they're going to get real mad, okay? They can come over the border, 
anytime they want. That's going to motivate more people that are angry to come over the borders into America. You understand why I think that they could be doing that on purpose, by design, and then say, oh, it's, it's the gringo's fault, it's America's fault that all this is happening. So in other words, and to further enrage them when they come over the border to do as much damage as possible. We think it was more of a probatory um, situation where they're trying to see how we would react to something such as a riot across the border. They did, in fact, close the border a couple of times in San Ysidro. Yes. Uh, but, you know, with the minimal, uh, it, you know, influence in terms of um, military capability or forces, they just closed it down. It would be a whole different picture, Dave, if you have about 100,000 people that are bum-rushing the border and uh, at one time to come across the border. And now, what we have heard is that from San Diego to um, Brownsville, Texas, there's going to be massive massing of the, um, of the illegal immigrants. San Diego to Brownsville, Texas? Well, that's a, you know, <laughs> is that like the whole kit and caboodle border between America and Mexico? Basically, massing? Yeah, well, the, Obama in the in in the last part. Remember, this is his last gasp here, because because Trump's going to come in and shut this down. Well, he has been the border's been more open up now than I mean, if you just saw my newsletters that I've put out, like I don't know, fifteen hundred people per day or something, just what they know of coming over. Um, the you know, just stand down, let them over, take away any kind of drone survey, you know, just inviting them in to come and vote for the election with with hitlery and the whole nine yards so so that's been going on and, and now it's uh coming to a head here and sprinkled with the illegal immigrants will be members of isis and al-qaeda and hamas these members look at quote this is a, a and they're just going to join the ones that are already here they know once they get here they're going to be quickly redirected and i'm sure they'll, they'll have whatever logistics already lined up on how to get to these terror cells and it's just more fifth column trojan horse troops that are coming here to reinforce what's already here okay uh, i don't have a direct quote in front of me but this is as it was explained to me by my uh, source uh, who is very much inculcated with all this and uh, he told me that they that the so-called muslims look just like mexicans how can you tell the difference and uh, they will be infiltrated amongst the thousands, hundreds of thousands that will come streaming across the border. And this is going to be happening again on Wednesday, uh, January 18th. Just in time for the inauguration, right? Right, right. perfect timing, right, right. And so in other words, remember, what is the, what is the motto of, of the 33rd degree Freemason? Ordo ab cal, in Latin, which translated meaning order out of chaos. What order are they trying to bring in? The New World Order. You mean the New World Order that's mentioned on the back of the $1 bill? Yes, if you look on the back, if you look on the truncated pyramid there, all-knowing eye of Lucifer Horus on, on the capstone coming down, and the Roman numerals at the bottom of it that says 1776, basically that's what it adds up to, which is the year the Illuminati was started, May 1st, 1776, not... 4th of July. Anut Quaeptus Novus Order Secorum. Those are the those are the words that are above and below 
in a circular fashion the pyramid on the back of the $1 bill. What does that mean? Anut Coeptis announcing the birth, like Coeptis birth, conception, announcing the birth, Novus Ordo Sequorum, of the New World Order. 1776, that's when it started. They're trying to bring about, literally, the linchpin for that happening, for that coming into pass. Now I understand, it's been, they, they've been working at this for since 1776. I get that. But I'm talking about the last linchpin that needs to fall is America going down. Okay? The order out of chaos that they're going to try to start now, whether it starts now or whether it starts a year from now, this is the, the order that they're trying to create. And it's, and it's going to come through chaos. And this is what they're orchestrating right now. And this is why I'm, I'm trying to get this study out so that people are praying about it primarily. And if you feel so led fasting about it. And I know I've been, I know I've been harping that on that a lot. And I'm like, I, it's just like one thing after another. It just, you know, this spiritual battle is just not going to go away while we're on this planet. Yeah, I don't think it's going to get any less intense. It's just not. It's just, it's the new normal literally not to say we weren't in battles before but it's it's going to increase how do you expect our government to respond to this our government won't respond the only thing that will be responsive i think will be uh those officers that are okay you noticing this the really annoying ringing in the background i really apologize for that that is part of the audio and that is part of the audio um distortion that the government is doing on this broadcast okay they're doing it on purpose so that people won't listen to it and they'll think well, what is this cheesy broadcast how is this even professional if this is true because you hear this ringing it's not coming from dave it's not coming from paul preston okay it's literally interference from the government that's being dubbed into this recording and they'll get into that in a little bit so Please bear with it because this information is super important and I apologize for the annoyingness of that, but there's nothing that that I can do about it. Warrant officers to try and stop it. And if you're in the military or if you're in Homeland Security and you're sworn an oath to this country, uh, you have an obligation to ignore or uh, not involve yourself in, in no orders coming from the uh, White House at this point in time because it's pretty evident what team the, the Obama administration is on. Uh, they, they are opening the borders to this. And of course, Jerry Brown in California has been implicated as one of the main players in this whole situation going on at the border. Uh, we kind of knew this was kind of coming because of his uh, stance that he's had on the illegal immigrants coming across the border and giving them licenses and so on. And Jerry Brown feels pretty much like he's uh, already the president of California because the forces of Cal Exit are clearly part and parcel of the forces that are coming, um, that are deeply involved with this so-called invasion across the border on the 18th. Well, I remember you told me that your embed source at some of the CalExit meetings had an issue uh, with some of the attendees at the meeting, which included members of the Mexican consulate. That's and, correct. And members of um, organized crime, uh, otherwise known as the Mexican drug cartels, such as La Familia. That's correct. In uh, La Familia, you see it's good. You know, it's good when you have Mexican drug cartel kingpins showing up at your meeting about California seceding from the Union via the Cal Exit movement. But see if they can create enough chaos right now, and they feel like 
well, our window is small here because Trump's going to be in office soon and he says he's going to come in and, and shut down the border. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. Maybe at one time, because I had a listener email and they said, but if, if they had picked him ahead of time, why are they so against him? And I'm like, I don't have a good answer for everything. I said, but maybe at one time when they did, quote, pick him, maybe he said, oh, I'll be a good boy and I'll go along with things and maybe he didn't do that maybe he said no i'm just going to tell them what they want to hear and then i'm going to get in there and actually make real changes maybe they've lost control of that i mean all i can say is that the that the new world orders fought this guy tooth and nail the whole way ever since he he was even nominated i mean in every way shape and form essentially so I'm not saying I have a crystal ball and I know everything. I'm just trying to give some some angles of what m- may be going on here. Being the controlling seat of a lot of this right now, but uh, a, a lot of it, I think, is really kind of coming from, as I'm deducting, from the Muslim Brotherhood, which means that if, in fact, it's the Muslim Brotherhood, which I, I, I'm about 95% positive on this, then that means the direction for all this is coming from the White House. Okay. Uh trying to think if i should interject. so the muslim brotherhood the mexican drug cartels meeting with probably every other wicked faction in california meeting with jerry brown their governor in the cal exit movement and 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 also them being the ones that are going to orchestrate all the chaos that's already going on at the border and that's going to be happening this week and it's being sanctioned by the white house okay this is how rogue and wicked our government is I mean, this is this is the state of things where we are. It is this bad, where it's and it's this criminal and this satanic. Deck this here because I want to mention to the listening audience, this is merely a breaking news preliminary report. We have breaking data as we go, but we need time to piece this together. But we're putting this out for a couple of specific reasons. Number one, we're concerned that people could be doing day trips on the border into Mexico Correct. and they need to avoid this at all costs. Uh, people near the border, we think, need to arm themselves and take defensive measures. And if you could be somewhere else other than near the border, if that's where your residence is, you need to think about moving very quickly and getting out of harm's way. And, Paul, as you said, we're trying to basically lower the people here. And um, we're getting a lot of interference in the background. Is that is that on your end, Paul? Uh, it may be, hang on here a second, let's see if I can uh, get rid of any of this stuff. Is that better? Is yeah, I'm getting, it's, it's, like a, it's like a phone ringing. Um, no phone ringing. <laughs> Not even is, in my head. <laughs> that is bizarre. Well, I'm going to tell you, this is more electronic harassment that we're experiencing yeah. here. Um, there's no phone ringing on my end. The phones are all dead. Uh, I don't allow them in the broadcast area. I have my cell phone on, but it's on mute. But uh, no landlines, no nothing else. And I know you probably kind of live by the same credo. Right. But uh, that's still going on in the background here. So we'll just have to trudge on here sure. as best we can. Um, as you know, Paul, I've told you I've been in communication with two Mexican nationals. One's in the oil industry in Veracruz. And he was the first one to alert me to the fact that ISIS said they were going to blow up gas stations in response to the oil shortages and sure enough here, this is starting to come to fruition. I published that, I believe, almost two weeks ago. I made a podcast out of it. And then the other source 
uh, I believe, is in academia. He will not tell me what he does professionally, but is extremely literate in English, extremely well-read, very educated. So I'm suspecting a professor. They both have members, family members, who are in the cartels, and they're getting information about what to avoid, where to avoid. And they said, first of all, if you have a trip planned to the American Southwest, don't take it. And uh, also they talked about, you know, basically staying away from border areas. But the And could this be where they fully try to implement this whole thing about Azatlan, where, you know, all of these states are, are, are going to be plunged into chaos and then ultimately we'll have to have some type of compromise where these lands are ceded back to Mexico, even though it was a legal treaty where, you know, <laughs> anyway, I think he gets into that a little bit. Um, is that what we're going to see? Is that another angle of the order out of chaos they're going to try to pursue? These riots that you're talking about coming to the United States is not just going to be in the United States. These sources tell me these are going to go all across Mexico as well. That's correct. And, um, you, and, not, and of course, all across the United States because there's been hundreds of thousands of embeds that have been brought into the United States by the immigration programs of President Barack Hussein Obama. We know a lot of these to be ISIS MS-13 and so on. MS-13 is specifically tasked to kill uh, politicians. And, I, I'm, you know, we don't like politicians per se, and we always rag on them here, but no one should be uh, subjected to this. But political uh, assassinations are really what the MS-13 people and kids, most of them kids, by the way, are, uh, are used to. They have committed these kind of crimes before in, in Honduras and Salvador and so on. But this is the, the thing for MS-13. They will be committing political assassinations. And I'm thinking that probably around Wednesday or Thursday, if, in fact, this whole thing starts to go into effect um, and we don't stop it in some way, and the best way to stop it is, of course, information. As you and I know, we've, we've stopped a lot of things with just the information getting out, leaking, and, and exposing these things. This is a very, very big thing. And time is running out for the president and the Obama administration. And that's one of the reasons why they're doing it right now is why they have command and control available to them, and they will have it by Wednesday. Do you, do you think uh, CalExit is is near the command and control center, or are they do they have a seat at the table? Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. That, most of this, in my opinion, that especially the CalExit stuff, most of this in terms of the the inflammation or the uh, the inciting of the riots and so on is all coming from George Soros and the, the uh, Ryoshi Sasakara Foundation, which are both the main funders of CalExit. And CalExit is the, the movement to withdraw California from the nation and become its own state. And that's really what we're, we're looking at here is if California goes, then the rest of the nation or let's say the region of, uh, as what was uh, to many of our listeners would be known as uh, Jane Helm 15, Oslon, uh, which is northern part of Mexico, prior to the Mexican-American War, that was ceded to America legally and lawfully, I might add, um, to America, uh, which includes Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California, Utah, um, Nevada, Colorado, parts of Wyoming, and so on. Those are the part. Those are the states that are most crucial, and of course, they just so happen to be JL15. Isn't that just kind of a little clever, a little convenience that went on there in 2015? You know, it's interesting that you mentioned this because during Jade Helm 15, I was concerned enough about the developments of Jade Helm 15 that I brought in a link to Reconquista de Otzlan, which is specifically what you're talking about. And La Raza, which is the author of this, La Raza and Mecha, um, 
with the authors of Reconquista de Aztlan, meaning reconquer the land. But it's interesting because Jade Helm 15, the map for Jade Helm 15, almost overlaid perfectly over the Reconquista de Aztlan map. Right. And this has not been a, a new movement. This is a movement that's been called for since around the beginning of the last century. Uh, it was Trotsky who brought this idea to Mexico because he was exiled in Mexico. And... Uh, on a mission, of course, and that was the destruction of American-style capitalism, and he felt that the best way to do this was to divide and conquer based upon races. And he brought that first notion of uh, Aslan uh, to effect, and it was later on in the 60s that that uh, La Raza, the race, meaning the race, would, uh, would uh, re sort of fire the thing back up again. And with the activism of the 60s, La Raza started to gain some traction with this whole notion of taking back Oslon, Reconquistadori, or Reconquista, uh, as they call it. Exactly. So, in other words, they know this whole thing with Ozatlan and with Calexit. The longer that Trump would be in office, the less chance they would have to implement that. So I think they're, they're they've, they've it, out of desperation, and you look at all the stuff that Obama has done in the last since um, Trump won the election despite them trying to steal it in every possible way shape and form they're acting out of desperation these are like they're acting now they're acting like they're cockroaches that have been put into a corner the the I mean all of the things with the fake news and in in the media coming out and them saying they're going to shut down the alternative right, and that there needs to be, you know, fines and imprisonment, and all of these things that they're in all the executive orders Obama's done, and all the ways that the whole thing about Trump with Russia and all the demonization of that, and now with this, they appear to be in full desperation mode, and knowing that if Trump gets in and is able to stay in and not be assassinated, according to the way he's posturing and according to the cabinet picks he's made. Not only what Trump said, but the but the um, what the cabinet picks are saying and what their stances have been, which you know, hey, your track record's your track record. Uh, it appears as though that would be very, very, very contradictory to what the New World Order would want. Okay, so they may be looking at this like a last gasp, hail mary type of move in order to. Uh, upset the apple cart before he even gets inaugurated and again it, it, it may not go down i mean I, god can intervene or a number of factors could come up and and maybe it won't go go down i pray to god it doesn't but the longer he's in office and the longer he stays in office the, the less likelihood that it appears they would have to implement this the whole thing with cal exit and the whole ozatland um movement reconquering the one other variable I want to put in in the brief time we have left, because we're going to do a full expose tomorrow. Uh, Paul and I are going to set a time after we hang up here, and our friends from NSA, which are ringing the phone in the background during this broadcast, that is not us, folks, I, I guarantee you. And those of you who followed my work long enough understand the electronic harassment that this show has been through. So we just ask for your patience and try to tune that out and stay focused on us. But I wanted to talk for a moment about the Chinese. One of the things uh, that this uh, source I have from Veracruz inside the Mexican oil industry with Pemex, he was telling me that the Chinese are taking a really strong interest in Mexican oil and that Mexican government is pivoting towards China. And everything that I heard speaks to a Red Dawn invasion 
So, Paul, let's tie all this together. Mexico, CalExit, and Chinese embeds, and I'm talking military embeds. What right. could you tell my listening audience about this? We, we understand that in California, and our sources have told us, there's about 300,000 Chinese embeds already, um, primarily around the ports of Long Beach, which, you know, Costco, by the way, does anybody know what that means? I don't know the meaning, but I know their association with this. Chinese Ocean and Shipping Company. Oh, my goodness. So they own the port of Long Beach. Uh, they also... Ch Costco, Chinese Ocean and Shipping Company. I mean, now they team up with Mexico. With all the unrest, they could stage more troops there. You've got, you know, the ports being controlled by the Chinese, where they could bring in more troops you've already got the embedded troops from china from russia from eastern bloc countries and from other countries that are already here that we were will be talking we've been talking about and will be talking about you've already got the black lives matter move movement the lesbian gay bisexual transgender move on.org um the pro-abortionists the the uh social snowflake uh uh millennials you've already got so many enemies already embedded on on the soil, the, all the, the Muslims that are already here in terror cells just waiting to be activated. All of these things are already in place. And this may be the time where they say, listen, we got to go for broke. We do not want the momentum we have been building, particularly in the last eight years with Obama. And I'm not saying it wasn't building under Bush and under Clinton, but I'm saying oh, nobody's done more to advance the agenda than Obama as far as just destroying the country and bringing in masses of, of illegal aliens and muslims and you could go on and on and on so they really in full desperation mode maybe going for broke here seeing that we, you know we don't have a choice we're going to do this one way or another and um i mean it's, it's it's heavily looking that way one way or another whether it happens in the next week or whether it happens in the next year but all i'm saying is that if trump is allowed to get in there and do what he says he's going to do and these cabinet picks are going to do it. They, a lot of this stuff is going to start getting reversed right away. And from a satanic New World Order standpoint, I don't see how they're going to let that happen. Unless God intervenes and, and maybe gives us another reprieve. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't see a lot of Bible for what I just said as far as God reversing it and giving us another reprieve i'm just saying for you look at revelation you look at daniel you look at and then evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived you look at all the stuff that's said in the bible about the end times not a lot of bible for that but um you know it's hard to say 100 sure where we are on on the timeline exactly regarding the end times you know oh we're exactly right here now it's pretty pretty tough to to know that are very deeply embedded in and around the port of Stockton, which is in the middle of Central California. But, you know, a deep-sea port in the middle of Central California, yes, that's the case. Also in West Sacramento, right next to Sacramento, California, is another deep-sea port. So they've got those three areas that are really completely covered. Um, and again... Completely covered with Chinese embeds, he said. He said 300,000 Chinese embeds, whatever that means, I guess like Trojan horse-type people surrounding those ports so you could have ship shipping uh those shipping lanes coming in with with troops or whatever 
in order to, you know, wage war against America. And again, what will be what will be the guiding backbone of all of it? The United Nations. All of these wicked groups I have mentioned, from the Mexican drug cartels to the Central American drug cartels to um, the CalExit movement to Black Lives Matter to the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender to all of the wicked, to, to the, even the millennials and into all the Russian and the, and the Eastern Bloc troops that are here to all the Muslims that are here. What side are they going to be united? The United Nations, the Blue Hats. That's going to give them their, their supposed credibility. I mean, I've already done reports and put out many things where we're supposedly under UN control right now. Then they've got all the UN controlled national parks where they can stage troops and where they are staging troops, where they have underground bases. We've got the, the ports now that are controlled by China. California would be the ultimate staging spot for all of that because they already basically control it anyway, it sounds like. They could bring troops in there with with the full blessing of their of their wicked governor, and just roll right into the um, western states there, take over. Now I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying it is a possible scenario to think about. Another um, portion of them up in northern California, out in the um, Tule area, Tule Lake, Tule Air County area, mm-hmm. um, and it totals about three hundred thousand from the, the latest that we have gotten. Uh, people of military age that could be uh, called in in a heartbeat to take control of ports and so on. And you're also aware of weapon caches that have been stored Correct. as well. There's Correct. weapon caches, and that was confirmed again today by my sources, um, and especially the one that I, the last one I talked to, they said that they're going to be relying upon weapons caches that have already been established all throughout and around cities. Los Angeles and San Francisco are prime targets for disruption and rioting going on. So the weapons caches where, let's say, these embedded troops that are already here when they're activated, okay, and they'll have all the, all the weapons they need to, you know, take control and to kill resistors and to kill law-abiding Americans. I mean, anybody that, that is um, law, a law-abiding American that is, doesn't want to go along with this is going to be the enemy. You know, and again, is this why Deagle predicted this, you know, 80% reduction in, or whatever, 80 plus percent reduction in, in um, the U.S. population in the next, like, uh, eight years? Where's that all coming from? It's not, I don't believe this garbage where they're saying, oh, it's, people are going to migrate out because we're going to have an economic collapse. Yeah, I do believe the economic collapse is coming, but that does not account for an 80% reduction in population. It's not that easy to move to another country. It costs a lot of money. If anything, if you had something like that happen, a lot of people are going to be stuck because they're not going to have, especially if you take away the purchasing power of the dollar like they're doing to the peso. Oh, wow, I thought I had a million. I only got 100000 you know, or, or half of what I thought I had, bare minimum. Well, oh, all the stuff I had in paper is now gone. I can't get to it. Hmm, how are you going to move? going to move to another country if you're in that situation unless you have like precious metals and you you know and you had all your ducks in a row. it's not that easy to move to another country i checked into it before and i'm like man so it's just one other thing to think about promoted by uh pretty much uh la familia and the rest of the uh hispanic gangs but there's going to be like i said a lot of embeds in these embeds and that doesn't even 
count the paramilitary people that are supposed to be coming in as well. And by the way, I give a, a I, I think we need to give a warning to the Navy. There's a reason why you, all of your carriers are in port right now. How undefended are they from a massive swell of people coming across the border, going to attack these carriers and take seize, seize these characters in in Bremerton, in San, San Diego, um, in Norfolk? I mean, think about that. All these carriers, we have one carrier that's going out tomorrow. All of the rest of our carriers are in port. So in other words, they're like sitting ducks. You don't think our government wouldn't do that? They already did it in Pearl Harbor. You check into that, what happened at Pearl Harbor. We knew that that attack was coming a week before. I had a guy come to our church one time when I was back in Norfolk Myers. He had the original newspaper clipping. We knew that attack was coming. Well, yeah, but the, the aircraft carriers weren't in port. Yeah, because they didn't want to have them destroy those. But everything else was expendable. A lot of the stuff that was that was destroyed in Pearl Harbor were older ships. A lot of that, but a lot of people died. Okay, and yes, that did knock out a ton of our. We hadn't started building yet. We had to have some galvanizing, polarizing event that would get us into World War II. And that was the event. That's what did it. It wasn't like, oh, we were just taken off guard. No, 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 no. We knew that. the The people high up in the government, the president knew it. Okay, it's all a game. Was it legit, the attack? Sure, sure it was. Was the war real? Yeah, it was real, but we had to have something to get us at the, the, the sentiment in America after World War I was, let, listen, we non-interventionists, we already had enough in World War I, trench warfare was enough for us. I mean, that was the most miserable, nasty form of warfare you can imagine. Mustard gas and... and in the trenches and you know all of this garbage and you know millions of people dying all wars horrible um but a lot of people and at that time it would have been a lot of the fathers that had been to war and they're like no i don't want that it was going to take a lot for people in that mindset to say okay the gloves are off we're going to war again and that's what it took they will have these types of events, and Pearl Harbor was that all, all over, okay? So, they've already done it once, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. If they destroy those carriers, okay, I mean, can you imagine? Guess what, that just, that's just not an accident, ladies and gentlemen. Paul, that's called planning. In between the time that we spoke earlier this evening... The planning is all these carriers are in port right now, is what he's talking about. And the time that we actually started this broadcast, I had one of my contacts get a hold of me, and um, he told me that I ought to look at Paul Craig Roberts' latest article. Uh, I believe it's entitled, 10 Aircraft Carriers All Lined Up in a Row. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm close. And this is all over the net, because I'm looking at it right now. I'm on Before It's News, and this is the number one story on Before It's News. So Paul has obviously picked up on this threat. Right. Uh, this is not idle chatter, and, uh, you, you know, there's so much that we're going to get into tomorrow that we, Paul and I need to sit down and actually scheme this out in terms of how we want to present it. But I'll, I want to leave the listening audience with a teaser. Paul and I are both familiar with a very recent documentary that's been released 
It's on Amazon Prime, and it's uh, produced by Trevor Loudon, who's just done an outstanding job exposing the New World Order. And Trevor, uh, in this, entitled, entitled a piece called Enemies Within. And I have been publishing parallel pieces that complement Trevor's research, but I want to say this for the record. The, there are Democrats right now in Congress today that know exactly of what Paul Preston is speaking about here. Yep, and I'm do. going to name a few of them right now. Nancy Pelosi, Al Franken. Kamala Harris. Right, right on, right on. Uh, folks, this number could go as high as 80. Uh, also, and I'm making a preliminary estimate, I also think it could go as high as 100. Earlier in the week, Paul, as you know, I published an article where I listed uh, a 2010 release from the American Socialist Party that talked about uh, the number of congressmen who belong, and that number went over 80. Right. And there are several prominent ones still involved today: Waxman, uh, Wrangel, and so forth. And and people can find that on the Common Sense Show. But I'm telling you, this is one big happy family. And final thought on this as a teaser for tomorrow: we have a marriage that has taken place now between communist subversion in this country that's been going on since the early days of the Cold War, and the Russian defectors warned us about it, Bezmanov and so forth. These people warned us that we'd conquer you from within, and these people that were just mentioned, these Congress people, they belong to both communist front organizations, because no one belongs to the Communist Party, they only have 5,000 members, but they belong to communist front organizations that do work for them, or they belong, and also they belong, I should say, to Muslim Brotherhood organizations, right. and the Muslim Brotherhood controls all terrorist groups in the world. So this, Paul, we're going to tie all this together for the listening audience, but I wanted to get this on the record tonight because people, no doubt, are going to want to go do their research, and I've just given them a lot of places to start looking. And don't travel to Mexico because they're going to kidnap Americans. That's the plan. Yeah, that's and exactly. They'll like yeah. tonight and do that. So please, please, people, don't go to Mexico. I've been told that very same thing as we discussed before we came on the air. Well, Paul, I appreciate you uh, on this very, very busy night because I know you've got a lot on your table coming on. Okay, so we have that. So, yeah, don't go to Mexico. Get away from the border if you can. Um, warn, you know, your family members if they're near there. And, I mean, that's a, that's a big landmass here we're talking about, from San Diego to Brownsville, Texas. You know, that's a lot of landmass, and, and I'm telling you, these border states are probably going to be in the crosshairs of whatever the New World Order is going to try to implement first. It would make sense. We've been reporting on it for a long time now. And if anything was going to go down, I, I could totally see it going And now they're, they're devaluing the peso. They're, they're having, you know, they're taking their gas away, all this stuff to incite them even more, like stirring a hornet's nest up. So um, way over on time for this part, I'm going to go ahead and stop here, and we will go to part two uh, next. So God bless you, and see you in part two. Scott Johnson's 1,000-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. 
In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.